This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Michael, I love this question because it is specifically directed towards you because it says, this is for Michael. And here's our question or your question. How accountable are you for your actions when medically intoxicated, such as after a surgery? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. So there are uh, two stories that are connected to this. <laughs> so apparently I am entertaining on drugs. So, um, oh gosh, I don't remember how many years Most ago. Most people are, whether they know it or yeah. not. I think it was five years ago, uh, I had appendicitis. So I had actually been waiting to get appendicitis. So it was... You've been waiting? Yeah. So what? 2000, I think it's 2012 or 13. I can't remember, but... For about a whole year, I was really stressed, like to the max. Okay. And this is how demented and stressed I was. <laughs> I, I had this thought, I really hope I get appendicitis so that I'm forced to take two weeks off. Like, I have no choice, you know? <laughs> I don't, and, I don't uh, have a category for this. I know. So I never had it, so I didn't know how bad it was. So uh, then I got appendicitis, and it was excruciating. So anyways, it was in the middle of VBS, which... The busiest time of the summer. Absolutely, yeah, the yeah. craziest, busiest, whatever. So... I'm just thankful you weren't wishing for a heart attack. Yeah, no, no, that would... No, I wasn't suicidal. Okay. So it happened on a Monday, I believe. And uh, I had surgery that night at like uh, 9 or 10 o'clock at night or something like that. So, of course, I was on drugs. I was on a lot of drugs. It was pretty painful. And on my way out the door to the hospital on Monday night, I looked at this girl who was at our house and my wife, and I said, whatever you do, make sure the greeting goes okay. Like, I was just like, I had one yeah, job to do that's your VBS. Thing. That was you like want, my you thing. want to greet all the kids and parents as they come to VBS. And I'm like, nobody's going to be at the door. They're all going to have a bad greeting experience. And anyways, I, if I could be a professional greeter, that would be my life. Um, <laughs> so I go and I'm on like crazy awesome drugs. And I tell Brianne, I say, I need to go to VBS. I just want to go there and... And I am high as a kite. There are two women who are brand new to the church, Tara and Maria. Okay. And Tara and Maria only knew me as this like goon on stage at VBS. They're like, who is this crazy <laughs> guy, right? He's just a big child, whatever. So this is before they had ever heard you preach? Um, or had they heard you I don't preach think, before? I don't know. That's a great question. I just know their view of me was very like... It was only in a children's ministry context, you okay. know? So anyway, so I uh, I go there and I sit down. I'm talking and talking and talking. I'm freewheeling. And and apparently I had said some inappropriate things. So fast forward, it's Sunday night and we had, it must've been 2012 because we had a baby shower for my wife who's pregnant with my youngest son. Okay. So it's 2012, summer of 2012. Hence why I was very stressed. So then uh, Tara comes up to me and I, I decided that night not to take any drugs. I wanted to be clear-headed. And she says to me, Hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, good. How are you? She's like, do you remember our conversation on Wednesday? And I said to her, no. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) the whole conversation flooded right back through my brain. And I talked about poop for an hour (laughs) straight. An hour straight. No reserve. Now you're talking about, you talked about this on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Not not in the current conversation. Yeah, I don't know. On Wednesday. And the whole conversation rushed back to my brain. I was talking about my bowel movements, the time of day, the quantity. Like, I mean, I went, I was like in crazy detail. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I can't even believe this woman is at my son's baby shower. Sure. Let alone like at our church. 
Anyway, so I said a lot of inappropriate things. And then the last surgery I had, more stories than we need. But uh, Dan, you can cut this if this gets too long. <laughs> so the last surgery I had was on my wrist because I had a uh, cyst and some broken cartilage, whatever. So I woke up and I had, I think it's called pathological weeping. And it's a uh, side effect that very few people have of anesthesia. And I wake up and I am alligator tear wailing. Brienne walks in the room and she's like, oh my goodness, what happened? And the nurses are like, we have no idea. This is so weird. <laughs> I'm just crying. And she says, well, you know, honey, what's wrong? And I'm like, I know somebody has died. And she's like, how do you know? And I like point to my heart and I'm like, I know it in here. For 45 <laughs> minutes, I just wailed and wept. And thankfully, I haven't done anything like super inappropriate in terms of like disqualifying, if you will. <laughs> um, but Joel Joel is asking this question and he says, I know basically like your propensity for stupidity on drugs. And so like, what are you, what are you accountable <laughs> for? You know, some people say, I, I just don't know what I think of this. Some people say that all the drugs do is bring out the real you. Uh, I don't agree I'm not, I'm with not. that. It's actually a similar sentiment. Um, people will say when someone has dementia that it just brings out the real person. And I'm like, I, I don't mm, agree with that. I don't at agree all. with that either. Because I've seen people that are the sweetest people in the world right. until they get dementia and right. then they turn into some monster. And it's like, no, 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 right. the, no. The real, the real person was what we saw originally. Totally. And so uh, I, would, I would just say, if you're going to be on drugs for medical reasons, if you're married to somebody, be aware of who they're around, <laughs> <laughs> number one. But, I, you know, personally, uh, I don't know that I could go chapter and verse on this, but um, I would say that uh, those kind of drugs are amazing gifts to us to relieve us from. From pain. Unnecessary pain yeah. when, when we have life-threatening issues, especially. But uh, I, I wouldn't hold people very accountable, and I would also not give them public platforms. But there is some truth in that the medication does allow a person to become very vulnerable and go to a place that they would otherwise not go to. Oh, for sure. Like, self-control is a great thing. Like, yeah. you and me, every human has so many impulses towards things that we stop, right? Yes. And we stop them because we have the Holy Spirit, we have self-control. Even without that, people stop. We have mm -hmm. self-control. And the reality of humans is not what do you want, not what thoughts come into your mind, but what do you do with them? Yeah, what do you do with and those And the character thoughts? of a person is not measured by their inclinations, it's measured by their decisions. Mm -hmm. And so I think when somebody has, like, for example, if somebody yells at me, I may want to yell at them back and punch them in the face, but my character yes. is shown in the fact that I show restraint and mm -hmm. I'm calm and I choose um, a more better way, if you will, to respond. The problem with drugs is they remove your inhibitions. That's right. And they allow you at times to, to indulge your initial impulses. But I also want to say that even though some of them remove inhibitions, I don't find that they, I just don't agree with the statement that you're getting to see the real transparent person. I just no. don't agree with that because there are people who've been on that drugs. That may not be the case. That legitimately end up doing something that they've never had the thought to do previously. Now, what it does do is if new thoughts come into their brain or somebody imposes a new thought, their ability to make good, wise decisions mm -hmm. and to process implications and whatnot go away. But I just, I just am very gracious with people who are in that state. But at the same time, could we just apply this to a different way? Somebody who chooses to do illegal drugs, somebody could say the same question. You know, when you choose to do an illegal drug, you're obviously not thinking to yourself, I hope I do a whole bunch of really, really dumb things in the aftermath of this. Yeah, you hope not. But at the same time, somebody who's doing illegal drugs is inevitably going to make decisions where they're also not in their right mind. They're not right. thinking clear-headedly. Yep. And it's interesting because I would actually say that person is accountable for their behavior in a way that the person on medical drugs is not because nobody in their right mind 
takes illegal drugs not knowing that it's going to reduce inhibitions and right. probably incline them to That's do ridiculous right. things. I do think that what, what the person needs is protection. Um, mm -hmm. Who's taking legal drugs after a surgery they just need protection from people so they don't do And that's why they need family things. or friends around them yeah. to kind of protect them and love them through it and and to know. You know, I know years ago that uh, I broke my jaw in a sporting accident, had had my teeth wired shut for six weeks. It was, it was horrible. Mm. But they had to put me to sleep in order to do this. And they basically put me in like a local anesthetic that was almost like truth serum. And so a friend of mine, my wife couldn't go with me, but a friend of mine went with me and he was just, he, he said, Tim, you're just hilarious. You, you absolutely are the funniest guy in the world when you're doped up. And I said, what are you talking about? I don't remember anything. He says, we came out of the, the dentist or I don't know if it was a dentist's office, but where they had to wire my teeth shut, mm. wire my jaw shut. And he said, I just kept patting on him saying, you're the best friend in the world. I just love you so much. Thank you so much. And, and everyone was saying, you, you just you just kept going on and on and on about this. It just shows me that deep down inside, you're a really grateful person. <laughs> I, whenever I'm on any kind of like post-surgical, like whatever, I get happy. I get encouraging. I'd like, I'm not the angry guy. Like I get like, and I feel like I want, I want to be able to tell myself, that's the real me, you know? But I don't know why, but I do. Like some people, though, you know, they get really angry. And I don't know if that means they're an angry person, if it's a personality thing, if it's just a whatever. Uh, could be the I had a bad week the week before, right. or, you know, who knows? But try to be very gracious with people on that. Yeah. And then videotape them so they can see them afterwards. That's right. Awesome. And then everybody can get a big laugh. That is also very funny. All right. Well, let's come back next time and we're going to answer another question, which will be who put the serpent in the Garden of Eden?